dispatches from the future. Incoming in three, two, one. Hello, Chelsea and Molly. Hi, ourselves. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's really cool uh, to be talking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how this is going to work. We, we kind of had to um, break this up into, into bits, and we'll, we'll shoot it out to you with the help of uh, the Church of George. Yes, big, big shout-out to the Georgians uh, who have kind of been helping us out with this technology that they uh, developed. Um, so that's, that's really amazing uh, of them. And we're hopefully also going to get you a copy of the Book of George. Um, yeah really soon, hopefully before even this maybe gets to you, so... Right, uh, I, and you're probably not going to be, like, super into it, it but it's a fully formed, um, you know, sort of philosophy in, in our time now, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, it's, whatever, they're they're pretty harmless, they're, and, and pretty helpful, I gotta say, like, yeah. uh, we wouldn't be able to be sending you um, these dispatches uh, from the future, we're in the future, we're in your future, yeah, we are your future, I guess, weird, although... But you're also, I don't know, whatever. It's a bit confusing. Yeah, we don't don't really understand it. it. Yeah, the Georgians kind of have a a bit of a better understanding of the whole thing, which is why we're kind of giving the technical stuff to them. Right, right. Like, who wants to, steep learning curve, who wants to have to learn all of that stuff in order to use it? Like, we've never done that, right? You you guys don't do that when you podcast. You don't actually know what you're doing, right? We remembered. You can't hide that from us. Don't try to hide that from us. We know. Yeah, we know. All right. Um, So, yeah, you guys are kind of in, 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 uh, in rough times right now, things are getting really nasty, as I recall. Um, you know, 2015 was a bad year, um, and it gets worse. But uh, you guys are only like what three years away from from the Kitsitap Wayland? Yeah, right? yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, I remember things things get really bleak for a while there. Yeah. Things are, I mean, you know, even when even when we first went back back when we were you know 10 years old, uh, things were bad. It was yeah. it was such a shock, but. Um, yeah, so just just know that you know things are going to get worse before they get better. But when they start getting better, it gets it gets awesome, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids who tap way win. You know, in a couple of years, um, there's just going to be such a buildup of of sort of stories coming out that nobody's going to be able to avoid the truth any longer. It's all just going to come pouring out, and it's going to be like lancing a really really nasty boil. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just going to get all pussy and bloody and gross. But and it's going like, to feel kind of good. Yeah, you know, you're going to want to keep going. Like yeah. you're going to be like kind of flinching and yeah. like going. Drain that boil, yeah, Draining that, that existential boil. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing, right. and then you're gonna just wash it out real good. Yeah, yeah, like you're gonna wash it out so hard. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So that's that's something to look forward to. And you guys only have ten more years in that in that uh, era, you know, mm. before you come back and, and you, you get to come back. Yeah, it's a chill. Like yeah. we're so chill. We we came back. We built ourselves a spaceship. Right, like yeah, and now we just good. yeah, now we just hang out and kind of like watch what's going on. Yeah, play things are way softball. better. You know, yeah. we're looking some sweet tunes. We look down on the earth that there's no like tar sand scars. You know, things of things of have have healed really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's pretty fantastic. Um, you have that to look forward to. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So this is dispatches from the future. So right. kind of what we're hoping to do is uh, we got some like pretty exciting news uh, really recently, and you know we thought that since you know. You folks back back there and back then are are just kind of you're on the cusp of also you're on the cusp of something big. Yeah. But you do you know there is going to be some some challenges in the way. So we thought we kind of you know it looks like we might be facing a challenge as well. So we thought we kind of share yeah uh, what we're going through. Um, so you guys it, don't feel alone. It's yeah. it's not just you out there in the wide wide world. We too even in our awesome future mm. present whatever. Um, you know things are still a bit can get a bit weird. Right, yeah. and you know we we can deal with it in our chill way, and hopefully yeah. our chillness will come back and infuse you with more chill. Totally. I mean, if there's anybody that I can relate to, it's myself. Right, 
Right, so, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so the thing that has happened, this amazing, exciting thing that's happened is some of the Muniawak have decided to come back. Right. So, you know, uh, Niwakumaganak is, is what we call them now, like our relatives, right? But, like, you guys are still, as I recall, using that term, Muniawak, so we're just going to sort of, like, we're going we're gonna to try to be understandable to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you may or may not know this, but uh, you there was basically, like, a huge exodus of Muniawak that set up the first colony on Mars. Um, and there's all this kind of weird stuff that precedes it that you guys are going to experience. Um, but just imagine it's going to be a lot of, like, settler colonial anxiety propaganda. Yeah, know, I mean, yeah. yeah, you're facing a lot of that already. It's just, it, it gets ramped up a bit, but it's, yeah. it's a lot of kind of more of the same. Right, know? right. It just yeah. gets kind of a little bit more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whatever, you get through it. You get through it. So yeah. then, how many how many people ended up leaving? I think around six and a half million. Yeah. So so like a fair a fair number of the the Muniawak there decide that they're gonna they're gonna hit Mars instead and just kind of leave the Earth because they're so horrified that the Quetzalcoatlwin and the Great Decolonization is is beginning. Right. Um, and so they, and they they sort of like take it upon themselves to feel persecuted. Like they they sort of just to give you a glimpse into it, they they feel like. Uh, you know, when 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 the kids attack, when happens and all this, that they're gonna sort of end up facing the sort of oppression that that they were used to doling out to uh, indigenous peoples. Um, so this was like what, like a what do you how do you call that? Like a you know when you shoot someone before they shoot you. What is it? Preemptive strike. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's like a preemptive like exodus. So they 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 call it their great persecution. You know, yeah. and but, you know, we always we always kind of roll our eyes a little bit, but you know, they can do what they want. Yeah, and we so, call it the upsetling because you know, cause, whatever. Yeah, they yeah. were pretty upset. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so you know, and it turns out obviously that when they left, they ended up living in conditions that were so so much worse yeah. than they were not prepared. No, they they just had no idea. I think part of it is you know, at that point, the Muniwalk had been reaching off of other people and other people's land and resources and knowledge mm. for so long that when it actually came down to it. They couldn't actually pull themselves up by their bootstraps. No, no. Despite all the all the you know the the myths that they have, uh, their sort of foundational myths of doing just that, mm-hmm. uh, which physically is impossible anyway. But um, yeah, you know. So they get there and there's nobody to to to, to leech off of. Uh, and <laughs> I don't know. I guess they just sort of lost what survival skills they had. And I and I, I know I'm sounding flippant. Um, I really I, I, I want to express to you guys that you know we're not we're, we're trying not to mock here. Um, mm some of the situations that they went through were pretty awful. And so, so you know, we, we tried to help out uh, in as many ways as we could. We sent blankets. We sent, you know, toilet paper plants. We, we tried to help out. But a lot of our, a lot of our, um, a lot of our help was rebuffed. They just didn't really want mm-hmm. us because they were very suspicious. Of yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they, you know, they kept up that kind of like settler propaganda that, I mean, we're, we're, know that you're used to uh, mm-hmm. back in your time, um, that very like anti-native, you know, they're going to come and get us yeah. there, you know, they just want us to live, like, they lived as savages, quote-unquote, yeah. you know. They don't want us to be able to feed our families and, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so you know, I guess it sounds like, at least for some of them, they, they've they kind of seen past a lot of this stuff and seen past a lot of that kind of like old bad blood that they had yeah. with us and they've decided to make a return. Right. So uh, we don't know how many. We're thinking probably just a couple, a couple thousand, thousand. Uh, yeah. tops. Just you know, 
realistically folks, you know, there has been that history there. And also just, you know, if you're moving to a new place, it's, it's nice to send just a couple folks in first just uh-huh. to get the lay of the land to make sure that everything's going to be okay before you bring in. And learn in. the protocols. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. As guests on the land. So it's, it, we're all actually pretty excited about this. Mm-hmm. Um, they should be coming in the next couple of weeks. Like within the next couple of weeks, we're going to get uh, a group of, of people coming back from the colony in Mars. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, we have to integrate them, um, you know, into into the treaty relationships we have uh, with the land, with the with you know the various plant and animal uh, nations, and so that's going to take some time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're really excited to hear because we don't get much information from them, so we don't actually yeah. know what their life has been like. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think it just generally the the overall feeling is one of like confidence and positivity yeah. and we're just we're really excited to kind of be meeting our, our distant relations right. again and sort of like you know closing that divide that's been open for so long mm-hmm. so that's so really yeah cool. this is I think this is going to be the start of something really big and amazing yeah yeah, yeah. so anyway um, this, so this is our first dispatch and uh, I hope it reaches you well and like like we said you know things things are not going to be great for you guys for a little while, but you know, ten more years there, ten more years, and and it all works out. Okay, how many people get to to hear that? How many people get to know that their future, you know, is is gonna be better? I mean, this is you guys have it pretty pretty good, <laughs> knowing that. So, yeah. so uh, so keep your courage up. Yeah. All right. So until the next time. Yeah. See you later. Dispatches from the future incoming in three, two, one. Here, um, we're, we're able to see a lot of landing crafts uh, showing up in different areas of the world. Um, as everybody is aware, we many of our relations that uh, that left during uh, the Great Upsettling are deciding to come back. Um, but we anticipated just a few ships. You know, yeah. it, we didn't really get a good sense of, of, of how many people were going to be coming. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we were really expecting this many. No, it, it's know. been it's been a constant stream. Like I I'm not sure exactly how many um, are are there right now, but I mean we were expecting maybe. A couple thousand, mm-hmm. I and think. It's like I think we're like the count currently is at like over a million and a half. Right. So it's it's just way more than we were, you know, expecting and had the capacity to kind of take on. So we're feeling a little bit overwhelmed. It's it's really amazing to watch from up here, and I think people are having a pretty hard time down below. Yeah, a lot of communities are, are getting together and and trying to make sure that there's accommodations for people, that there's food. Um, but of course, there's a lot of confusion and and um, it just there's people are just running out of space to house uh, the, the the people that are coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure what can be done. Uh, everything right now is very temporary, um, but it looks like people are coming to stay, uh, at least, you know, for, for the foreseeable future, right? So I'm, I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work because y- you have such an influx of population, it's it's putting a lot of pressure on the, in, the immediate environment. So mm-hmm. it's a little disheartening. Yeah, and it also looks like, you know, because I think there is so much confusion, and I think that people aren't necessarily communicating uh, that quickly or that well, um, kind of amidst everything that's happening. But what we're also seeing from up here is it looks like there are some, like, large swaths of land being cleared yeah. at the moment. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, just trees and uh, animals just being pushed out and taken out and down. Yeah, a lot of clear-cutting and um, burning, mm-hmm. which is really something that doesn't tend to happen very much anymore, uh, except in areas where that makes, you know, ecological sense. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can see where where people are coming into some of the more um, you know uh, lived in places, and and all of a sudden there's just it's it's just being cleared right around mm-hmm. uh, within the the you know a, a space of a few days even. Yeah, yeah, we've been hearing a little bit of. Uh some of what's been going on down there and, and a word that keeps popping up is monocropping. Yeah. I, and I think that that seems connected to this, this clear cutting that's been happening. It seems like the, the Muniawak who are coming down uh, are wanting to do this thing called monocropping where it sounds like what they're doing is they're just planting one thing yeah. in all of this vast space. But they, you know, without even asking permission of the people living there, of the animals that are already living there, of the plants, just, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and, and, and the thing is, it's like the, the really destructive way that they've gone about clearing, um, everybody's been trying to be really tolerant of that, but uh, it, it's it's quite painful. Um, it, it's doing a lot of immediate damage, and then this weird monocropping thing i i'm not even sure like i, I mean I, I know that it's destructive to the soil like mm-hmm. i know that it's we all know that it's destructive and and it's a thing that doesn't get done anymore, anymore so it's, at all mm-hmm. that's that's the thing is like these they seem they seem to be really old-fashioned yeah and um you know they're they're calling it you know their their agricultural tradition mm-hmm. that they're drawing upon but this tradition is is one that's it's obviously very very destructive yeah. and that we've kind of moved past and yeah. kind of uh, discarded as something that's not useful to us, but they're they're not really paying much attention to that. They're they're saying that they need to do this monocropping thing. They're saying that they need to start um, accumulating wealth and supplies, which also doesn't necessarily make sense. It's yeah. you know when we're at now, it's the middle of summer, right? Like we we don't need to necessarily start putting stuff away at the at the yeah. rate that they seem to want to yet. So um, we're not sure, you know. That being said, we're we're happy to have them here. Yeah, um, I mean, it's uh, we're, we're certainly um, everybody's is pitching in to help. They're you know we you can't just turn them away, um, and everybody is trying as best as they can to accommodate the the needs and desires of of our returning um, you know relatives. It's just uh, I, like it's just the sheer numbers. I think the sheer numbers mm-hmm. and the quickness with which they have um, they've cleared so much land and have begun. Um, this this project that they apparently had mined all along. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the thing too. Is they they don't seem like they're they're coming in as you think that you would. You know, like respectfully coming yeah. to somebody else's territory or land and yeah. following the protocols and you know making yourself useful in in whatever ways that you can. Like that, they just kind of came in. Yeah, with like an agenda that yeah, they seem to be yeah. fulfilling. So I think it's gonna. You know, I think things are gonna settle down once they've been here for a while and once they've kind of learned a little bit and kind of, you know, step back a little bit, but I can right. definitely see how that anxiety around maybe having that scarcity and, and that lack of stability has kind of maybe pushed them towards this. So, yeah, I guess they're looking for things that are familiar. Mm-hmm. Well, in any case, it's, it's, it's quite interesting, um, you know, having all these people come back and sharing their experiences. They've been away for a really long time and, you know, that's interesting too, just mm-hmm. hearing about, um, you know, what life has been like for them since, yeah. since uh, their ancestors left. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while, so I think we're going to have a lot to teach each other, and I'm, I'm really excited to see how this plays yeah, out. for sure. Yeah. Dispatches from the future. Incoming in three, two, one. Okay, so in spite of us uh, suggesting to the Muniawak that it was a bad idea, they have gone forward with the monocropping thing and have started stockpiling corn syrup? Yeah, I'm not really even sure... What, what, what is corn syrup exactly? Like, it, I know it's refined from the, this 
gross corn. Yeah. It's not even edible corn. No, it's like barely, it's like tasteless. Yeah. It's like one kind of like light yellow color. Right. It's, it's really, it's, I don't know, I'm not even sure where they got this strain because. Um, I think they brought it back with them from space because I, I was talking to one sense. of them yeah. over the comlink and they were saying that uh, that's basically all they've been eating. Oh Which my gosh. Maybe explains why they're so greasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, they started just accumulating, just stockpiling tons and tons of it and keep trying to get us to buy it? Yeah, it's weird. Um, they. Okay, so we don't, we're not eating the corn because we tried it. It tastes like crap. Yeah, yeah, we have so many uh, wonderful, delicious varieties. Um, have you have you tasted this corn syrup? It's it's really. Bizarre. I I just I actually got some corn and then tried to eat it. I can't imagine what the, the, syrup the corn would syrup be is like. totally different. It's totally oh, different. Okay. Yeah, and like in a good way. No, in a really gross way. Oh. Yeah, no, it's like uh, they they have this uh, what did they call it? This high fructose corn syrup variety. Then they have this other stuff that's just sort of clear and oily. Um, and I don't know what on earth you would use it for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but they they keep trying to sort of like make it sound. Like better really than good. it is. Yeah, like yeah. they're telling us that it's healthier than like animal grease and animal fats. Right. Like we we keep trying like and people I think have tried to cook with it and it just makes everything just yeah it just nasty, doesn't taste very you know? good. Yeah. Right. They keep you know they're telling us that you know it's it's the civilized way of doing things you know like we don't need to rely on these these animal fats and animals right. and other kinds of plant you know substances for this we can just use this corn syrup right they've been doing it for years you know right but they also um have really high rates of obesity and and heart disease and in, in the people that are coming from the colonies um, and they're telling us that by eating this corn syrup all the time that will reduce the, the rates of obesity and heart disease in our own population except that, that is kind of that's not happening. really an issue yeah. for us anymore like I know that I know that historically this was a big problem um, but you know the, the we don't have a, a major health crisis in, in the way mm-hmm. that they do. So I think they might be a little bit confused about the health effects of, uh, of this corn syrup. Yeah. They keep, they keep saying supply and demand to me. Like, like they have all the supply, so we need to have the demand for it, which right. seems really strange. Like, Why would we suddenly just demand something we don't actually want? I know. I, and I know. even I know there's, um, you know, as everyone knows, uh, quite a few generations ago, uh, refined sugar was, was a major issue and, and, and a heavy part of all of our diets. Um, and when we made the deliberate choice to sort of cut that out of our diets, um, you know, we, we saw vast improvements in our health. And I know that's different than this corn syrup stuff that they're, they're, they're trying to get us to demand um but there there's also the unacknowledged problem that we have is some some people some thrill seekers um especially among the youth uh like to go and find old stores old caches of the of this refined sugar and you know just eat a bunch of sugar and get a little high from it right but uh but from what i've been told you know uh they don't even like this stuff they've tried it Mm. and and the thrill seekers even are yeah disgusted even the young hooligans (laughs) yeah are keeping away from it but it's it's not deterring the muniawak at all they're they keep trying to get us to buy this corn syrup and they're saying like if we don't we're going to you know force them into poverty yeah it is just bizarre i know i feel i feel a little bit bad I, i i i almost want to want it but it's just not, it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't seem to be environmentally friendly with the way that they're, um, that they're farming, uh, the way that the, the, the process that they have to put this corn through to make this stuff. I, uh, I can't see us having any use for it in any way. In fact, 
I, I wish they'd kind of stop making it because they're they've, they've just got vats and vats of this stuff and mm. if we're not getting if we're not using it and I mean they they're eating as much as they possibly can but mm. they're just accumulating so much of it I, I'm worried about what might happen where where are they going to dispose yeah. of this stuff Why well, that's, would, that's what they you know they keep saying that like everyone has a right to work hard and be successful and that's the way that they're going to do it but mm. I mean you know, it's not, all of our people are working hard and are being successful in various ways, you know, it's not, they seem to have this very specific and very narrow vision of what success is, that doesn't seem to make much sense from where we're sitting up in orbit. And and people are just not going to consume it just because they're, these, you know, the Munialak need us to consume it. Mm -hmm. So, well, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure it'll all work out. Yeah. Balance will be restored. They'll figure it out. Right, right. Yeah. It's just a few false steps. Yeah, totally. Dispatches from the future. Incoming in three, two, one. Okay, so the uh, greasy Muniawak have uh, taken to hunting, and it's been causing some problems for them. Yeah, it's it's kind of bizarre. Um, they're they're hunting de-domesticated cattle um, that, as you know, roam through uh, the decommissioned, ascalated urban areas. Yeah. Um, in in this case, they're they're sort of centered around uh, historic Prince Albert. And uh, I, I don't know, they just, they're kind of going wild mm-hmm. over there. Yeah, they, they kind of realized that nobody was really buying what they were selling, so they, they turned uh, to, to hunting to, um, I guess, like supplement their, their corn syrup diet there. And uh, they're, just, they're just not doing it well. They, they're not taking any instruction from the folks that have been uh, hunting uh, sustainably um, for, you know, now well over a century. And, yeah. and they've just kind of gone hog wild with it. And it's, you know, it's really uh had some major effects on on kind of what they're able to do yeah they they've they have no sense of sort of treaty relationship with the animals that they're hunting it seems and and so they're they're hunting um you know the pregnant cows they're hunting the young they're hunting just anything that they can find um and and right now the numbers uh seem to be you know seem to be fine so they you know they don't see a problem with this we've been warning them about uh over hunting but i think they're getting to the point now where the the population is going to crash and there's been some talk about stepping in um even though we want to respect their autonomy um it's it's becoming pretty harmful those those populations were sort of let uh you know let alone for a very long time to 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 just become um to 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 develop a stronger relationship with the land again and this is really interfering Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean the other thing that I find so interesting too is that they they don't seem to have any sort of uh, knowledge of how to preserve what they're hunting at all. Exactly. You know, like they're not they're not smoking anything, they're not fermenting anything, they're yeah. just kind of eating it, and then you know there's a lot of waste, and it's it's really harsh to see. Right, and of course that attracts all sorts of um, you know all sorts of other animals, and and this is this is a thing too is that they're just starting to kill some of the the animals that are coming to eat what's left over, and and leaving those carcasses uh, to rot, which tracks more so it, it they're you know I, I think they're feeling a bit threatened because all of a sudden um they're just being overrun by by different uh different four-legged and, and winged creatures mm-hmm. yeah so i think they've been kind of moving further and further southward uh on, in their like hunting parties or whatever so um and you know that area has kind of been a little bit off limits uh for everybody for a while so i don't know i don't know what's going to end up happening with that but yeah it seems like they're having a hard time but they're still not really willing to take any sort of like assistance or or help or instruction at all. So. No, we've we've offered them help many many times. We've uh, you know I, I mean not us personally. We're up here. We're we're just kind of observing. But I know that people down on the ground have been definitely going in and and sort of you know just trying to show them a little bit uh, how to how to maybe be more judicious in what they're taking.
cooking, um, how to preserve the meat a bit better, but they seemed really disgusted by, uh, you know, by dried meat, by smoked meat and all of that. It was, mm-hmm. it was odd. They, they have this idea that everything has to be like really raw and bloody, um, all the time. Um, you know, they keep asking for everything to be rare, but, uh, but you can't have everything rare all the time if you, if you want to, unless you're like, there's not unlimited supplies of, of food out there. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out and, and, you know, hopefully folks will kind of, you know, clue in a little bit on, uh, that we're just trying to give them a hand, but yeah. oh, I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure they're going to figure it out. I'm sure they're going to learn. It's going yeah, to totally. be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Dispatches from the future. Incoming in three, two, one. So as we, we sit up here in orbit and kind of watch what's, what's going down, uh, below us, um, we're, we're kind of seeing an uh, interesting kind of situation play out among the, the Muniawak. It's really weird, actually. Uh, I'm not even sure what's going on. It's, it's a bit confusing because there's a lot of claims being made right now and a lot of demands being made that don't actually make sense to us, and we're not sure how to meet those demands. We want to have a, have a dialogue uh, with, with the people who have returned, but... Um, Recently, what I was watching today is uh, there was a demand to institute something that they were calling uh, a Canadian Human Rights Tribunal, which I had to I had to do some research and go back and find mm. the last time that there was something like that was, I mean, about 250 years ago. So it, it's so arcane, and and I'm not sure exactly what it is that they want to do by by resurrecting this sort of you know, framework. Yeah. 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 Our understanding is that, um, rights were something that, uh, were kind of used by, by settlers and like white settlers in particular to kind of like things that they could, could grant to people who were marginalized and then kind of take them away, uh, whenever they felt like it. Um, but the Munio, uh, walks seem to, to want this for themselves. They want kind of these individual rights to, to this land that is, is still healing. They don't, they don't want to, you know, have, have the opportunity to, to kind of fulfill their obligations to it or to allow it, um, to, to invite them back. Um, once it's healed, they're, they're looking for, for a right to it that we, we just, you know, we can't give them this right. I don't, are we supposed to give them a right? I I I don't know what it is exactly because, um, it, you, we keep telling them, look, it's, it's about relationships with the land. It's about relationships with one another. And, and they, they come back, well, we don't want to be related to you. But it's not, it's, it's not like we're not saying, hey, you're our cousins, necessarily. Uh, although some of them are. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. But they, they seem to misunderstand um, our framework. And, and we're just, I'm really struggling with theirs. Um, and, and part of this is kind of funny because they're, they are flat out denying any sort of relationship with us. And what's ironic about that is some of the, um, some of the leaders of, 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 uh, of the group that's here now are actually descended from those who, uh, back in, you know, the, the 21st and 22nd century were making very strong claims to being indigenous, um, through, uh, claiming to be Métis. Uh, they, they had decided that they were indigenous and they had replaced the other indigenous peoples. So there, there were some pretty strong claims. They even like created their own communities and their federations and, you know, tribes and stuff like that. But now these people are saying, no, we're not related to you at all. Thus, we can't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and of course, like this is one of kind of those those moves to innocence, those colonial moves to innocence that were were really destroyed during the uh, Kitsitap Wewin um, in like 2018 to 2021. Yeah. Uh, so these this is like a kind of a really kind of like archaic twist on this this worldview, um, you know. And it just it just seems strange that they kind of haven't moved past this, you know. Even after it's the like great... appealing to phrenology. 
like, I don't, you know, or some, it, it, it's so, yeah. it's so arcane. Like, or the humors. Yeah. You know? We had to really like, just even, um, you know, when they, they, they put out a list of demands, right. There was, they, they refused to even just sit down and have a conversation. Uh, they wouldn't come into the circle. They just, you know, gave us a piece of paper. Here's our demands. Um, and, and Molly and I were sitting up here for, you know, banging away, just looking at, looking at the old records, trying to figure out what these words even meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. United Nations. I mean, our nations aren't always united, but you know, we, we meet and talk about stuff. Right. We don't, you know, they wanted us to bring a, like some, they wanted the United Nations and, to and in a nation create a resolution. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's Instead like, of like in a peoplehood sense. It's, you know, they've, they've been here for a while now, you know, they're, they've been moving back and they've been here for a while mm-hmm. and they just haven't kind of realized that there's no such thing as states anymore. Right. Or, and after, um, you know, after all the, the Kitsitepwe when really did like, uh, identify, isolate and, and sort of debunk a lot of these moves to innocence. So we've already got the arguments. We've already, you know, we know exactly what they're going to say. And it's, it's weird because it's like, I think that they've forgotten that history. So once we figured out what they were talking about, they started bringing this stuff up. Uh, we were like, but that's already been dealt with, you know? Mm. So why don't you, why don't you try out the, the, you know, the relationship, the reciprocal obligation approach instead of this individual neoliberal rights regime that they seem to be mm-hmm. really, really fond of. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, you know, it's not even that we, I mean, we do disagree with, with this idea of, of kind of rights rather than responsibilities, but it's, it's not like we could even give anybody their human rights. No, it's you know? not for it's us not, to give. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of what... You know, they're, they keep talking about, you know, the value of the land and they need to go and kind of extract its value. And, right. you know, they, it's they not don't... not being used properly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they don't feel like they have equality. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it's, it's all very strange to us. Um, so there, it looks like, you know, this is kind of a last diplomatic resort uh, with us trying to reach out to them. But uh, they've kind of started mobilizing their corn syrup transports and seem to be kind of heading generally southwards. So right. uh, into, into Lancet, as you know, like are, are still healing. We've sort of, uh, everybody's basically agreed to let those lands heal by themselves. Mm-hmm. So this is really concerning some people that it's, it's violating uh, treaties made with the land, treaties made with the, the animals and plants. Um, but even still, we don't want to be coercive with these people, you know, no. like let the, you know, it's always, it's always been the tradition that, you know, when a group of people don't agree, uh, with wider society that, you know, they're able to go off and do their own thing and that's fine. Um, but, but they don't, it's, they're not even just doing that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really pushing for us to give them stuff that we don't, what is it? Do you want? We don't understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand like free speech. What Like you can say you whatever can say you, what want. you want, like, like go for it. It yeah. doesn't, you know, we, we're not going to, we can't give you a right to free speech and, and equality. Under the law, like, yeah. What do you what, what are you talking about? We already we're all equals as human beings and animals and plants and land and yeah. We just we all have you know we all have these responsibilities that we need yeah. to fulfill to keep everything you know balanced. And yeah, you don't you, you don't get to just say I have all these things and I don't have to do anything and you know for them I don't have to I don't have to respond to any of the relationships. You can't you, legislate res- relationships. I know. You know. Just, uh, anyway, it's weird. So, so that's that's what's going on, right? Yeah. Now. So we're gonna we're gonna see how that plays out. Things are things are kind of tense um, here at the moment, but you know I think we're we're hoping for the best. Yeah, I think it'll work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dispatches from the future. Incoming in three, two, one. So there's been some kind of corn syrup spill. Uh, that the Muniawak, um, their transports have, have failed and corn syrup is contaminating the rivers and the fish and we need to, we need to send in, you know, some people and some systems to, to clean up, you know, this 
this catastrophe that they've caused. And uh, it sounds like some people have, have been trying to reach out to them one last time to try to, to try to work something out. Right. They, they have this idea that we're violating their individual rights um, by, by trying to come in and, and deal with this, this environmental catastrophe. Uh, so there's been negotiations ongoing. So we're, we're headed to the scene right now because um, everything that has been tried so far has failed. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk to some sense into them is, is, is what, I don't know, I guess the whole reason that we're going. Yeah, and, and it's not like it hasn't been, we haven't been, you know, trying to contact them and figure out what's going on. We Apparently the people on the ground have been, have been singing some honor songs to them, but it's been taken as like war drums and war songs. They're really afraid of us. Right, and people were trying to offer wampum um, and, and get some sort of uh, like talk going, but they just refused that. They, they kept mumbling something about, uh, we know the value of beads and uh, you're not getting our land or something like that, which made no sense to me. Yeah, and uh, we even tried to send them cozy onesies, you know, yeah. to like calm down so everybody could put on some like fuzzy, nice onesie pajamas and just, just zip chill up into out. happiness. No, but they yeah. apparently thought that they were prison uniforms. Right. I so get, yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, there were these beautiful, like, sort of black and white striped onesies uh, with a zipper up the front. Um, I really, I'm wearing one right now. Like, they're gorgeous. They're, they're incredible with yeah. the hood. Like, yeah. they're just really nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Chelsea and I have been asked to come down as, as diplomats and, and negotiators to try to work something out with them. So we're actually going to be leaving the Métain spaceship, which we almost never do. Yeah, but. I'm really... I. We are really hesitant about doing this. We don't like getting involved, but uh, you know the, the governments have uh, of the Earth have implored us to deal with the upsettlers. Apparently, we have a few fans among them. That's that's what we've been told anyway. So, mm-hmm. hopefully, you know they'll they'll see us and and they'll realize that we're coming in good faith. We're not trying to dispossess them of anything. You know they've they've come back here and we've welcomed them with open arms. And 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 now, uh, obviously, the situation has become a little bit overwhelming for them, and and it is overwhelming the environment. So you know just in in terms of reciprocal obligations to the land and to the waters and to our our relatives who have returned, we need to all. Do with the situation so that it doesn't it doesn't get worse for for us yeah yeah it sounds like this this really is very much a kind of a last resort for people people you know know that we we don't like coming down mm-hmm. um you know and, and getting involved if, when it's not necessary and that we were crotchety as hell and yeah and like to stay up in the maintenance spaceship but in my onesie yeah in our, in our matching black and white striped onesies right. with the hoods yeah uh, but it, you know, it sounds like this is, is really a thing. You know, like once once environmental degradation starts to happen, and, and people seem to be kind of recreating the same mistakes um, have, that have been made in the past. You know, yeah. like it, it, it's kind of our it's our responsibility to go down there and do what we can. So yeah, yeah, so wish us luck down there. Yeah, yeah. Talk to you soon. Dispatches from the future incoming in three, two, one. It's really, really intense. I'm sorry if, if, if we're not coming through very clearly. Uh, we're a little bit rattled, to be honest. Um, we're, we're not really sure what to do. Uh, we were brought in here uh, because we're you know, notable diplomats, and we were supposed to use our, uh, our sense of humor to sort of de-escalate the situation. Um, but it, it doesn't seem to be working, does it, Molly? No, I mean, we, like, we're generally considered to be a non-lethal weapon ourselves. Uh, because we're so funny, but the, the Munio walk that, that have started this battle, they're so patriarchal, and they have such bad senses of humor that nothing's getting through to them. Absolutely nothing. Not even a smile. I don't even know if they can hear us. They're they're firing all sorts of laser class weapons at us. Uh, it's, it's, it's really, you know, we, we've had to 
to go back in the perimeter quite a bit. Um, they basically circled their corn syrup transport vehicles and are inside right now just firing uh, at, at anything that moves. Um, so we're, we're trying a bunch of different things here. Yeah, we, have, we, we only ever use the non-lethal weapons now, which is, it's really scary being up against uh, Moniawak with, with actual lasers, but, you know, we've deployed the baby laughter sound cannons to try to, to, try to calm things down. That doesn't seem to be working. I, how, can you not, how can you not calm down when you hear babies laughing? I, I don't understand this. The upsettlers have really, I don't know, have really alienated themselves from some pretty basic human instincts, I feel. Yeah, I mean, speaking of that, like, we've even been broadcasting cat videos on the undersides of clouds right over where they're holed up, and they're still you know, there's been no response. I, I I was hardly able to get up and like eat after doing that. After seeing that myself, it was just it was so cute and, and so wonderful. cute and funny. Cats, man, really? cats are so incredible. So we figured that they were really really stressed out. So we we started lobbing stress balls into their into their circle so that they could you know squeeze them. Work you know, out work out the aggression. Right. The funny ones with the you know the little rubber chicken with the egg coming out of its butt. You know even how how can you not just de-stress doing that? You know, but I, I think that they thought that they were lethal weapons and they were screaming in terror, which is not at all what we wanted. This, this whole thing has come about because of, like, it just seems like it's all just a huge misunderstanding. I don't know how we got to this point. I, it's it's terrible. It's terrible. And it, it seems no matter what we say, no matter what we do, the songs that we sing, it's just all being taken as, as sort of you just naked aggression. Um, and yet we've done nothing so far to harm anybody. Uh, I, I just, I don't understand where this misunderstanding is coming from. It's really, really intense, and, and I feel somebody's going to get hurt here. Yeah, New Detective, you know that we almost never come down from our Métis spaceship, and, you know, being brought down and, like, trying to come down to, to de-escalate things a little bit, and now we're in the middle of this. Like, we aren't prepared for this. No, I just want to go back to the ship. This is, this is, this is wild. Yeah, we, we've got to get out of here.